Okay, so the end of the parsha, we have the Torah talks about the halachas of a person is damaged to somebody else. So the Torah, the halacha that a person is high for damages. The Torah talks about damages in parshas mishpatim. There it talks about where the animal, where a person's property damages a boar. His he creates a boar, and the boar damages. He lights a fire. His animal damages. But here, the parsha where the Torah talks about where one individual, a person damages either an an, either property or a person. The source for it is in this week's parsha. Um, that the Torah talks about that he's chayiv to pay. The Kenyan Osen boy, which the Chazal say means Mormon, um, if he puts, if he masters somebody else's behemoth, he has to pay, which the example of his animal means any property that which he has. So a few things to talk about, just talking about this. So first of all, here the Torah talks about compensation. It talks about that he has to compensate for the damages which were caused. How do we, it, it, the Gemara says that besides the fact that you have to pay for for Hezek, but it's Osir to do it. The Gemara does not give a source for how we know that it's Osir. Uh, so what's the source? So the famous Rebbe Yerner, Rebbe Yerner, the beginning of of Besetus Ovis, says that the source is the prohibition of Gzela. If you think about it, when I pay somebody for the for the, for the but it, he stole something from me, why? What am I? What am I paying him for? The item is gone. What am I paying him for? I'm paying him for the loss that that, that I caused him. So what's the difference? Between I caused the loss by taking the item, or I caused the loss by damaging his item, or destroying his item. The loss is the same. So there's no reason why I have to. Um, it's not because I had the item that's really that I'm paying because I never I never owned the item. I'm not paying him for the the usage of the item. I'm paying for the fact that he had a loss. That's what the better understands this Rebbe Sigzel. Um, the the uh, the Levush comes along and says interesting idea. He says the Torah says you cannot destroy property. Baltashkis, you cannot destroy. Losashkis says so the Torah says you cannot destroy the property, even your own property. So Kalvacherma would assume somebody else's property you cannot destroy in some other way to do that. Um, what about Leif Neiver? We, we discussed once the idea that the Torah says is that there's an issue of Leif Neiver with Tzimichshal. You caught now. Chazal understand that that means you should not cause, you should not give him bad advice, you cannot not cause him to stumble doing a veira. What about the simple pshat, putting an item in front of him and he falls and gets hurt? He's an ever, he's blind, he can't see, can't protect himself against the, 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 the hurt, the loss, and you put it in front of him and he's going to fall. Is that true in the pshat and the pasik? Um, so one of the Rishonim already says that the, that we yes we understand even Chazal understand from the ever the having other explanations. But the pshuto shomikra that it means that do not cause somebody to hurt himself. You should not cause da- hurt and damage. That's also true. We have a rule in mikra yetsin the pshuto. When we have a pshat in a pasuk, we don't take it out of a simple pshat. That being said, the mechusinu actually raises the question that might not be true because he asks a question. If I want to say the yisur if they were and mikshol means do not place literally do not place a stumbling block. I know that's last week's parsha. A stumbling block in front of somebody. Right? What would the language be in Lashon Kurdish? When we say, we say the word place, that, to put an item in front of somebody, the Lashon would be Sima, to place something. Lashosim. Nesina means to give. So, Lashosim Mikshul is a very strange language. If the truth of Shavikar means do not place an item in front of him and cause him to fall, the Torah should have written the language of Lashosim Mikshul. Lositim means you're giving him something. That's why possibly Chazal understood their pshat of giving him bad advice or convincing him to do an aver where there's, a, there's an interaction between the two people. You're actually giving him something. Might be actually pshuto shamikra. 
because to understand if the means of physical impediment, uh, would, the language should have been loisosim. But that being said, the Rama, one of the, the early Rishonim, um, understands that to the Yisra of being mazik is like they were loisit um, The Ramam says loisamal The Torah has a command that you should not stand idly by while somebody is being damriyecha. Uh, he's being killed or attacked. Um, the Ramam extends that to his property as well. <coughs> so, based on that, um, if that's true, that I, I cannot stand there idly by when his property is being damaged, obviously I cannot be the one who causes the damage. I would be a Kabul Gardner. Be very logical. I can't be the source of the problem if I have to stop it if it's going if it's actually happening. Okay. So, so that's some of the, the arguments. The Yom Shemesh says the sources You wouldn't like the person doing this to you. You wouldn't like person. You wouldn't like a person damaging you. You shouldn't damage him. This is all talking about simple understanding. This is talking about whether the individual himself is causing the damage or doing the damage. What about if his property does the damage? The Torah says uh, if his animal causes the damage, or the, the mazik of Karen, he he, he gores. He eats, the animal eats, or he person lights a fire, person digs a bore. That might be a different source. But we're not, we'll focus in on the damages what the person does himself. That's enough for today. Interesting halacha, which people are not so familiar with, is that a cotton is mazik, the halacha is that a cotton is potter, and the parent is also potter. So the famous story where you go into the, into the supermarket and your kid pulls something off the shop and breaks it, you know, I'm going to pay halacha. No responsibility to pay. Um, if your dog did it, you'd have to pay. But you know, if your but if your child does it, you do not, do not have to pay. Um, so p- some people, they all, you know, your kid damaged. I have to pay for it. Why? There's no such thing. There is a halacha that in a case where a child is a is, is what they call yiddish mazik, right? The kid is constantly getting into trouble and breaking things. So Bezin has the right to rein him in, and if that's the way they rein him in is by making the parent pay, and this is where the parents will be more motivated to do that, then Besson has that power to do that, but you would need Besson to intervene and to actually do that. The automatic assumption is not that uh, you have to pay. Well, a cotton is mazik, so there's a fascinating Ramor in Arachayim in Simon Shimam Gibel, talks about does he have any responsibility when he becomes a god to compensate for the damage he did as a child? Or he did something wrong as a child, so Mikir Din Allah he's not kaiv at all. But the, the Gemara mentions that one of the Amaroyim said that you know, he was, when I did something when I was young, I want to compensate now for that which I did when I was young. And that's brought as the Ramah, as the Shita, which says therefore it's proper for a, a child, when a child becomes an adult, to go back and to correct that which he has done in, 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 improperly. Okay. Um, a woman is Chayiv, a woman who's Mazik is Chayiv, she's an adult, even though she doesn't have any property, because luckily her property belongs to her husband, she's Chayiv, and that, that, that Chia will remain if she ever gets divorced or becomes widowed, that Chia would still be there. What about a woman who's Mazik something in the house? So if you're going with straight halacha that the, the husband owns everything in the house, the car the woman should have to should have to pay to her husband. The Rama says Shalom Bayis, kind of Shalom Bayis, she's not mechuyev to pay. Okay, um, you can imagine there would be Shalom Bayis problems, and also you didn't find a new place to live um, if if you make her pay. Um, um, let's say. Uh, the, the owner gives permission to, 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 the, for the damage. You know, Ruben says, you can use my item. Whenever it happens, don't worry about it. It's fine. So obviously he's bought to. Um, one of the common issues is, is a person is... Uh, I, 
the, when I use a Kaylee that's an extension, I'm a driving car, this car is an extension to me. So I'm a person with Mazik, but this car is to pay. Um, let's say the damage is because there's something wrong with the car. So it wasn't my fault. There's something wrong with the car. The car, the, the brakes went out all of a sudden, and I didn't expect it. Is that a, would that be a reason why a person would be potter? So normally the lochah is an adamur lo'elam, that a person has responsibility for his actions, even in the case of oynus. Now, there is a test that talks about what's called oynus gomer, if it's totally beyond any power, etc. But in most cases, that's not true. A person could have could have checked, should have been aware, etc. Um, um, for example... I just saw an example. Uh, Ruben's car, Ruben and Shimon are driving in the car. They get out of the car. Ruben realizes that he had left the keys in the car. So he goes to see if he can get another pair of keys. Meanwhile, Shimon sees Levy come by, and Levy is a locksmith. And Shimon says, Okay, Levy, you know, you're a locksmith. Can you open up the car? He says, There'll be some damages. Don't worry about the damages. Shimon's not the owner of the car. All right, well comes back, Reuben comes back with the keys, and there's been damage to the car because Levy opened the car. So Levy damaged the car. So Reuben says, you know, it's a shipment. Well, Levy says, Shimon ta- I thought it was Shimon's car. I didn't know it was Reuben's car. I thought it was Shimon's car. So the luck is that Levy will be chayev because he damaged the car. Is he known as governor? No, he could have done more clarifications. Is, is, he could have asked, is this your car? Yes, he made an assumption. Making an assumption would not necessarily automatically pater him. Person hires a worker, um, and the worker is w- working, and uh, he causes damage to, to, to the neighbor's property, or to the, na- or to the neighbor, to the neighbor's property. Um, so, um, the halacha does not not mechay of the the one who rented who hired him. The, the responsibility would be on the worker. Ancient the Barveira, etc. There's arguments. He did he did it. You know. Now, um, certain circumstances. The person should, the neighbor should have been aware. It should have been obvious. Should have been careful. I'm not getting involved in that. But the the, the, the basic assumption is the responsibility will be for the individual who's doing it, not for somebody else. Um, insurance doesn't pater. The famous question that the, that the, there are some says, if I damage an item which has insurance on it, do I have to pay? And the luck is yes. I damage something, I have to pay for it. Insurance is looked at in the halacha is between the, the owner of the, uh, the item. He basically went to the insurance company. He made a bet, you know. He made, there, there was there was a financial obligation between the insurance company and him. The insurance company is betting that nothing will happen to his item, and he's bet, saying, in case something does, I want you to pay. And they're having a bet. It's a gamble, you know. It's legalized gambling, right? That so that he basically got somebody because if something happens to you, I'm going to pay you money. So wh- why should I part to the one who's mazik? So the one who's mazik will have to pay. Now, the insurance company many times will only allow the, a, a claim to be made if there's no, there's no other source for them to get compensation from. So he can't double dip based on the insurance company's contract with him. But based on the Nizik's argument, you know, he has the right to go to the Nizik, and the fact the insurance company pays him, he has to work out between him and the insurance company. That's not between him and the Nizik. So he has the right to go to the Nizik. Um, I had a case. Um, so it, 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 we assume in a law club, if, if everybody's... If, if somebody comes into my domain, right? So if somebody comes into my domain, then um, something happens to him. So I will. I have a right to tell him to get out. I have a right to take his items out, even if something will happen to them. Somebody drops his drops his uh, something out of my lawn. I can take it off my lawn and put it into the you know somewhere else. And if something happens to it, tough luck on him. He had no resources to put it on, on my property. I have a right to to damage him. 
So Reuben walks on my property, I'm working on my roof, and something falls off my roof and it hits him and damages him or his, his, his item. So Lachim would say, I'd still be chai. Um, because I have, no right to, I have no right to damage him. But the, since I had no reason to believe that he would be there, had no awareness at all that he was there, so that I'm potter because I'm an honest. That's an honest gomer. But if I'm aware that he's there, even though he said, I don't want him to be here, and I can tell him to leave, and he hasn't left yet, but meanwhile, you know, something falls off my roof where I'm working and hits him, or hits, I'd have to, I would have to pay. What about the case, the movement to the case, which is, you know, uh, I have this child, somebody came to me recently, a uh, parking lot. So, uh, Ruben signaling, they, they put their left turn signal on, they want to go into a, into a parking space, and Shimon is coming in another direction, um, and Shimon is going faster than the designated speed, the correct speed for the, par- for the parking lot. And meanwhile, Ruben makes his left turn into that, and Shimon uh, hits the car. Right. So how does Allah look at it? I'm not talking about how does the legal, American legal system look at it, right? But how I normally you say, well, he shouldn't have made a left turn in front of the guy. So that's he's you know, but, um, but he signaled over here. So the Gemara has a case where two people are walking in the street, and one person is carrying a beam, one person is carrying a chavis, and so the beam breaks the chavis. So Mora gives a few different scenarios. So the, the, the scenario number one is the person carrying the beam stops short, and the person behind him walks into him. He doesn't have time to stop. Right? So the Mora says, so the fact that he stops short is going to be mechai of him for the damage that he caused. If, however, when he stopped, he declared the fact that he's stopping, so you, Mr. B- you know, the person behind you, should have given yourself enough space to be, to be able to respond to the announcement. If you didn't, then he's not going to be high to pay. So Pastor over here, when he, when he gives a signal, so the same will be if one person's following another person driving, your brake lights count, constitute a, a declaration that you're stopping. The person has responsibility behind the law. He should have given himself enough space to stop. Over here, the left turn, the turn signal would count in halacha as he made a declaration he's going to be doing. You should have been going fast enough that you can't stop. Uh, he has, he's in an area where it is, it's considered normal to turn into parking spaces. So he's not using it in a way which is not what the purpose of a, uh, a Rishus Rabbim is going to be. So the law is in that case that the driver of the car who was who was driving too fast would be chayiv. So Rabbi, in the earlier case when Rabbi was saying that insurance is not posted, does that mean if somebody causes chazik to somebody else they need to get mechila from them or they have to pay them? <clears throat> they have to pay them. Um, you know, in certain cases you can argue the, the, the argument of earnest maybe would part to you from the Avera element but from the, the, the financial compensation it doesn't part to you. Um... Uh, the world of Grom and Garmi, you know, I, it's hard to get involved in because this, the, the cases they have, you know, have have no end. Um, there's a concept in Allah that Grom is usher. So if, even if I don't do direct damage, Allah says that the chayv to pay, I had to do direct damage. If the damage really was indirect, defining whatever that means is indirect, I'm not mochiv to pay, but even so, it's still usher to do. And the more it says, if you, if you do it, you're not chayv b'den yodah, but you're chayv b'den so explain, let's explain that phrase, Chayv Shemaim. So Rashi says we get to call you a Russia. Okay. Chayv right? Shemaim means you get to call you a Russia. So, you know, if I have a desire to call somebody a Russia, I can just find a guy who did that and I can call him a Russia and I'm very happy. Right? It's not very good, good halacha to be called a Russia. Um, that being said, until you pay, you get that title. So, you know, you're not going to anymore, uh, something of that sort. The Miri, 
on this, on that, on the Gemara actually says more than that. The Miri says he brings from the one of the Gedolim of the Rishonim, who says that in the Lachas he's pasul edus, he owes money. It's not just, it's not you know it, it, all it means is it's not actionable in court, but halachal he owes him the money, and if he doesn't pay, he's a ganav. So therefore, he's pasul edus. That's how far we take the concept, that concept. Um, and then, you know, the applications of it, you know, nowadays, a lot of what we do is grama. You know, a lot of interactions, you have financial situations, etc. The situations are grama. I order something and then I tried to back out and somebody else got a loss because of it. That's a grama situation. I gave a person a check and the check bounced. You know, that's a grama situation. Um, in certain cases, the Allah will be high. Now, there is a Allah, something called garmi. Garmi is that, uh, Garmi, what defines Garmi is a machlokis, but Garmi, the more, there's an opinion in the Gemara, the more says, Rameir says, Garmi is Chayim. See, either Garmi is, one of three explanations, either Garmi is, um, all Gromas are, Rameir holds Gromas Chayim, period. All Gromas are Chayim, that's how the Riff works, that's how the Ramah works. Rameir holds Gromas Chayim. There's no term of Groma. We call it Garmi just to, to, to stress that Rameir holds it as Chayim. Uh, the Ritzvah Tosis says that Garmi and Grom are really the same thing, but the cases of Garmi were the more common cases. So Chazal felt the need to make you high for those cases. Um, the other Rishon come along and say, no, the Garmi is Garmi and Grom is Groma. The Garmi is cases where the Groma, the, the, it's indirect, but it's immediate. It's indirect, but it's definitely going to happen. It's indirect, but you had intention to do it. However you define what it is, and this is, of course, different opinions how you define it, so they're going to the cases of Groma, which will be high. What, so something, Grami or Groma, ask your Lord, Lord, that's something you really, you know, if you did cause the damage to something, you really should check out um, with, uh, with, with the rub to find out what the law is. Okay, um, got two or three minutes over here, just a quick thought on the Parsha. The flow of the Parsha, interesting Parsha, starts off with the halachas of the Kayan, the Isra of Tuma, it moves in there into the halachas of Kerbonus, and then it moves into the halachas of the Moedim, of the Yom Tovim. Shabbos and the Yom Tovim. So what's the flow of the Parsha? Then at the end it goes back to the Halachas of Halachas Neiris and the Ketaris so it goes back to Karbonus. In the, in the middle is the Parsha of the Moyadim and then it has the Halachas of Mazik at the end of the Parsha. Um, so the supporter says that what's the flow? The flow is that the same what the purpose of a Korban is a human being is able to come to the Beis HaMikdush it's a place of Kedusha be aware and meet his creator and through the Korban become closer to Hashem. We don't have that, that option anymore. We have that. We do have that option. And that's called Shabbos. We do have an option. And that's called Yom Tov. The day of Shabbos, the day of Yom Tov, is that there's there is a a place of, of kedusha, not in place, but in time. And there's and that's a place where a human beings can come close to his to his creator. That being said, our view, vision of the Beis Hamikdash is fascinating. You know, if we would picture the Beis Hamikdash taking out the holiness aspect for a second, it'd be very strange to us. You walk in, and there's animals, there's, there's fat, there's blood. That doesn't sound very holy to us, like a lot of blood. We're, you know, we get squeamish and take a little bit of blood. Right? Imagine all these carbonates, Arab Pesach, you know, the more says that, that, that there was a tremendous amount of blood on the floor, amount of, you know, because, of, because of what was going on. And that's Kedusha. So Kedusha is defined, defined by us is not separating from this world, it's finding a way to use this world, recognizing that we can use this world to come closer to Hashem's work. And that's our vision of Shabbos and Yom Tov. Right? Yeah, so we have a holy day. What do you do? We eat. Right? Really holy day. We eat even more. You know, like, you know, like, in Kippur we don't eat. But other than that, you know, our definition of Kedusha is to eat. So Jewish mothers are very proud of us. That's what we do. But what, what, 
what we're saying is Kedusha doesn't mean separating from this world. Kedusha means finding a way to use this world to come closer to Hashem. If you give me one minute, I'm going to say, or I, said, I think I said this idea once before, that imagine if a mother would send the child away for a long time, and when the child comes back, finally she makes a meal to celebrate the child coming back. What the child feels at that meal is not the taste of the food. The child feels the mother's love. The mother is expressing all of her love in this wonderful meal she made for her child. When we eat food, what we're supposed to feel is Kodesh Baruch love for us. The Russia made this wonderful world with all this beautiful food and all everything which we have. That's what you're supposed to feel. So then, eating is not a steer to, to, to Kedush Adarab. Eating is enhancing. It's feeling the Russian's presence, the Russian's love, the Russian's care. And that's why Shabbos and Yom Tov for us is, uh, us is the time of Kedusha through, through very much through the physical world.